health and fitness, but it all ties in together. And I truly believe that in order to call in the things that we want to get in the right mindset, um, to manifest all of our desires and, and to know that everything is within us, it really comes down to self-love. And that's why I find the gut fascinating because the gut controls so much of our mood. It controls our health. So everything really can be brought back to the gut. And so if we can get our gut healthy, it'll be so much easier to love and embrace and accept ourselves and become a healthier version of ourselves and just become the best version of ourselves that we can be. Hello and welcome to Soul Healing. I'm your host, Rochelle. In this podcast, we explore all the ways to heal your soul on a deep level. With my background in holistic health and passion for human design, creative expression, and food, we dive into ways that can heal your soul and help you find your purpose and passion in life. I've experienced deep emotional pain and continue to grow and heal daily. So this podcast is here for me to share my experiences and growth in the hopes of helping you connect back with yourself and find your soul's purpose. Thank you for listening. Now, let's speak to your soul. Hello. I um, finally ordered some a proper microphone, so this will hopefully be the last episode that you hear me from my um, my Apple headset. But it's supposed to get here the twenty eighth. I don't even know what day that is. Sometime next week. Um, so we'll see if I get it before I record the next podcast or not. I do have an exciting episode coming up. I'm going to be interviewing my very very dear friend about Ayurveda. She's been studying it for, I believe, around five years, give or take. Um, She'll obviously have more information on that during the interview, but I'm so excited. I love Ayurveda. I love the doshas. I love being able to relate our health and all that kind of stuff, seeing all that um, rolled into that, being able to have that sort of viewpoint on it. And so I'm really excited for that, for the episode to come up hopefully, like I said, hopefully it'll be the next week. If not, it'll be the week after that. Um, If you, for anybody that listens today, or um, if you have listened or if you're new or anything, like I appreciate you so much. If you would like to review the podcast, um, leave a comment, whatever you want to do, and then send a screenshot to Rochelle at soulhealingcoaching.com. I will send you two meditations that I recorded myself. Um, One is an energy clearing meditation for your chakras, and the other is a grounding into your higher self meditation. Um, So that way the podcast can reach more people, help more people, um, and hopefully just, yeah, help more people, get more information out to as many people as possible. Um, I also have, today's episode is going to be on gut the gut brain connection, gut health, all that kind of stuff. I find it fascinating and I'll obviously get more into that in just a minute. Um, but kind of like tying into that, which I'll explain how it ties into that. I currently have a, an anxiety email series going out. It's called tending to the anxious mind. And so many of us currently are facing anxiety because we don't know what's going to happen. We have no clarity on the future. We have no clarity on what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow or the day after, let alone, you know, in a month or two. And so anxiety is obviously fear. Anxiety is different from fear because fear is very present in the moment. Fear is a danger. Fear is like fight, flight or freeze like right now. Something is happening to me right now. Anxiety is different because anxiety is future based. So it is a current fear about something that has not yet happened. 
So anxiety feels sometimes, I mean, when you get panic attacks, I, after I had my daughter, I literally could not drive a car without having a panic attack. And for me, that felt like my heart was racing. I would get sweaty. I couldn't even think. Um, and it was terrifying. I thought I was having a heart attack. I was like, at the time I was 24 years old, 25 years old. So it was just like, it was a terrible time for me. I had no idea what was happening because again, I was young. I'm, you know, who, who has anxiety? And for me, a lot of times my mind doesn't necessarily feel anxious or scared, but it manifests in my body because at the time I never allowed myself to express my emotions. I never allowed myself to put a label to my, my emotions. I never allowed myself to be angry, to be fearful, to be hurt, to be sad, any of those things. And so this um, email series is really just helping you, give you tips on how to manage anxiety. And one of the ways that you can manage anxiety is staying in the present moment because we can only control what we can control. And the only thing we can control is the present moment. Um, you can change You can change your life in the present moment. You can change who you are. You can change your path. There's just like the, the action of what... The only moment really is now, you know, the, if you look at the quantum field, the past, the, the future and the present are all one, but it's all happening right now in this present moment. So the email series is all about anxiety. If you're interested, I will leave a link in the bio or sorry, not in the bio. We're not in Instagram. I'll link, leave a link in the show notes and you can sign up for that email series on anxiety. Um, I also have the link for <clears throat> just, just sign up for my newsletter in general. So you'll get all these email series when you sign up for the newsletter. Um, it's just some really great information. And of course, always unsubscribe anytime you want to. If you know anybody that's dealing with anxiety, you can send this to them as well. Sorry, I just had some blueberries <laughs> and I think like a little blueberry seed is stuck in my throat. <clears> throat> um, so that is my little intro to this podcast. Um, and I also want to preface this podcast by saying that I am a holistic health coach. I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. I am not here to diagnose. I'm here to pass on information. I'm here to guide. I'm here to hold space for you. Um, so anything that I relay, like I said, I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. So this is just information that I've learned, information I find useful, tips and tricks that have helped me throughout my life um, and things that I'm learning through school and all that good stuff. So um, with that being said, I would love to dive into gut health. I have found it um, so fascinating for so many reasons. When I first learned about gut health and one of the first statistics, and I, I believe I've talked about it here before because it just like kind of blew my mind, but 90, I believe it's 90 or 95% of serotonin is not only created and it is created and stored in our gut. And so for me, the correlation between spirituality, moods, and all that tied into the gut is fascinating. I actually have just decided to, um, on top of the health coaching program that I'm in, which is almost finished, I have added an additional seven months on specifically gut health because I'm so fascinated and interested. And I truly believe, um, you know, my health coaching business is is focused on self-love and how through self-love, once we get that part f correct or once we learn how to love ourselves and accept ourselves and embrace ourselves and all these things, then we can move on and add the health and the fitness. And sometimes it works differently for different people. For me, the health and the fitness came first because once I got that under control, I was able to feel better and then I was able to love myself. Um, so it's really 
in that aspect, it's just communicating with, with you or with the client and we figure out where you're at and do we start with the self-love or do we start with the health and fitness, but it all ties in together. And I truly believe that in order to call in the things that we want to get in the right mindset, um, to manifest all of our desires and, and to know that everything is within us, it really comes down to self-love. And that's why I find the gut fascinating because the gut controls so much of our mood. It controls our health. So everything really can be brought back to the gut. And so if we can get our gut healthy, it'll be so much easier to love and embrace and accept ourselves and become a healthier version of ourselves and just become the best version of ourselves that we can be. Um, And so with that being said, um, all of this serotonin is stored in our gut. Our gut houses bacteria, right? It's all these good bacteria, which help us digest our food. Um, It helps us know what to do with those nutrients that come out of the food. And one thing that I find really fascinating is that the idea of epigenetics and basically epigenetics is that we all have these elements in our genes. Um, So maybe you have a family history of cancer. And so you have this information stored in your, in your DNA cells, in your genes, But epigenetics says that it's more your environment that will activate these cells or not. And so you may have a history of, but it's not there to doom you. You have control over whether those cells become active or not. And so this is kind of, you know, relaying that back to gut health. It's like the same thing. Gut health is the environment, right? So if our gut is healthy, then we have this health, healthy, uh, flourishing environment that those cells will not be activated. So, but also at the same token, if you don't have a healthy gut, I may be able to eat, um, you know, a plate, a piece of pizza and someone else be able to eat a piece of pizza. We're eating the exact same thing, but because I have a healthier gut than the other person, I may not gain weight. I may not feel as badly as the other person does. Um, pizza is probably not the best example because, um, obviously depends what kind of pizza you eat, but typically pizza is not that healthy for you. It breaks down the sugar. It's got processed foods and all that kind of stuff. So let's use a different example. Say I'm having a salad, a salad with beans and avocado, um, tempeh, all these healthy, beautiful, wonderful things on there, blueberries, strawberries, whatever you want to throw on there and somebody else's. And that other person does not have good gut health. Maybe they've taken numerous antibiotics in their life. Um, they don't have probiotics, prebiotics. They don't, they just have a very unhealthy gut. So my body knows what to do with all these beautiful, wonderful nutrients from this salad, whereas the other person's body does not know what to do with that. And so that, that affects them and it's not going to, their body's not going to know what to do with that as my body does. So it's just, um, it's a fascinating, really, really interesting aspect. And so I love to relate this to like, to like, um, that gut instinct, right? So the gut is also known as the gut brain. The gut and the brain are constantly talking to each other, constantly sending signals back and forth to each other. And obviously when you have a healthier gut, those signals are more accurate. Um, They're a little bit different. And the interesting thing about all of this communication with the gut and the brain, a lot of people say like, I have this gut instinct. Um, you know, your intuition, your gut instincts, there are business people who literally make decisions, not based on things they learned in school, not based on education, but literally just on like gut feeling. So it's like, how do you know when that gut feeling is correct or not? If your gut is healthy, which therefore enhances your mood, 
you might be more in tune with your gut. Um, but also there are different things that affect it too. Like if you've had trauma in your life, um, if you've had just toxic environments, toxic situations, if you've been, uh, trauma can be stemmed from abuse or a car accident or any event that's traumatic. And so when you have, um, I love in the mind gut, I believe the mind gut connection, I'll put a link in the show notes for that book as well. Cause I'm loving this book. It's so fascinating. But um, he talks about how basically memories, which are stored in your gut and your brain, um, are kind of like a Google search engine. Uh, so like something happens and, and it gets stored in Google, right? It gets stored with a taste. It gets stored with, this, with all your senses, a sight, smell, um, touch, uh, the emotion. So all of these things are stored with this specific memory. So when something else pops up that is similar to that, your gut is going to have this gut reaction based on what's happened in the past. So sometimes we might have these strong gut reactions um, to situations where we're completely safe, but because in the past we haven't been safe, we have our body is like screaming at us like, no, don't do it, don't do it. When this situation might be safe, but it wasn't in the past. And so we have to understand and take that into consideration too, that there is an element of conditioning there that might not allow us to trust our gut or might make our gut not make poor decisions because I don't believe, I believe your body, truly your body, it, your body is never wrong, right? There, there's no right, there's no wrong, but it's never, it is what it is and it's going off the facts that it has, the knowledge that it has, and it's always trying to protect you. It's always trying to help you. So it, it is there for you. And so sometimes we have to step back and understand why we're having certain reactions, feeling those emotions, letting it pass and like truly understand and rewriting it. Sometimes we have to rewrite these things, knowing that like, yes, this happened in the past and that's where like courageous action comes in, right? Because sometimes we have these, these triggers in our, in our bodies, like screaming at us not to do something when we know that we should, because this is a different situation than the past. But this all comes down to trusting our gut, right? And when we grow up, right, aren't we always told like not to trust our gut? We need to be logical. You need to think through things. You need to use your brain. When we're really, you know, if you talk about human design, you're really not supposed to use your brain for decision-making. It's not a good decision-making uh, place because your brain is always going to question it. Even when you think you have an answer, your brain's gonna have another 10 questions. Then you think you're gonna have, so we just like, we are taught to trust our body or, I mean, we've been grown to not trust our body, but we are meant to trust. That's, that is our natural inclination. Like the, this is what our body and all of these reactions and all these nerve endings and all this gut brain communication, that's what it's here for, right? Is that we can trust our body and make the correct decisions for us going forward. And so, so much of our mood, so many chronic illnesses, mental health, so much is connected to the gut. It really, it's, it blew my mind how many illnesses and diseases. Um, so like, I'm just going to read a couple. You have, um, um, so 90% of all diseases can be traced back to the gut and 80% of our immune system resides in the gut. So like some of these diseases include allergies, asthma, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, arthritis. There's so many that are rooted back to your gut health. It's, it's literally, it's, it's mind blowing. Um, and so it's so important that we get it right. I know for me, 
the more you tune into it and like one helpful thing is to maybe keep a food journal and write what you've eaten and how you feel afterwards. You can really relate it. So like, I know for me, if I've had like a glass too many of wine the night before, the next day I'm going to be irritable. I'm going to be moody. Um, I might not be able to listen to my body the way that I normally do because I have this, my gut is, has been affected by the sugar that I put into it the night before, by the alcohol affecting my liver and all, all these different things. Um, so once you can become like super aware of like how you feel with certain foods, you'll be able to be a lot better at listening to your body and listening to your intuition. Um, and, and so all of this really, it's all wrapped up in your gut health. So what can you do to, well, backing up a little bit, um, one of the problems with antibiotics, um, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not anything, and I'm not bashing Western medicine. I absolutely believe it is useful. Um, there's a time and a place for it. Obviously, it's, it does incredible things. But one of the bad things is that when you take antibiotics of any kind, yes, it'll cure you, yes, it'll heal you, but antibiotics go into your gut and they destroy the bad bacteria. But they also destroy the good bacteria as well. So if you're like tend to be on a lot of antibiotics, <clears throat> you really need to restore your gut health. And so we can do that with probiotics, whether it's drinking a kombucha or taking a probiotic supplement. Um, fermented foods are awesome. I would suggest not buying them at the store because typically when you have to add in the additives that make them shelf stable, they, they actually take away the probiotics. And, and so it's just like you're eating it for nothing. <laughs> it's kind of wasted money. So if you can make your own fermented foods, which is really easy to make, um, or go to a farmer's market and get fermented foods from the farmer's market. Those are incredible. When I go to the farmer's market, I buy pickled jalapenos. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite. My son loves them. Um, I buy pickles. Uh, I mean, sauerkraut, kimchi. You can. There's so many fermented foods. And the thing is, we don't even need that much of it, right? So make sure you're getting some sort of fermented probiotic heavy food. You can do yogurt. Um, Obviously, look at the sugar content in yogurt, but yogurt is really, really good for your gut. And just eating like a rich diet, whole foods, plant-based diet. So just getting a variety of different colors on your plate. Um, eating, not eating processed foods. So, you know, cooking things at home, rice, um, quinoa, beans, tempeh. Tempeh is an excellent fermented food as well. It's really high in protein. Um, my dog just popped up so you can hear her. Um, she's going to start jumping over me. But these are really, really great foods to help with your gut health as well. And so it's really, as like we've, I've, we've talked about today, it's really important to maintain your gut health, not only for your physical health, but for your mental health, your moods. Being able to trust yourself and lean into yourself is so, so important. And when it comes to relating it to anxiety, right? Like, you can, anxiety can be traced back to your gut health. Um, you'll have brain fog, headaches, um, all these different things that are related back to your gut. So our gut is so important. It's really like, like everything can be traced back to your gut. Um, this like Hippocrates said that, right? It's like all diseases come from the gut. Everything. It's just, it's, it's such an important aspect of our health that I feel like doesn't get that much attention, which is why I wanted to sign on for this seven month, uh, course, in gut health so that I can help more people and educate more people and just find different ways to be able to maintain that gut health, heal an unhealthy gut, and kind of take that and learn how to self-love 
and eat right and feel better because that's what it's all about. It's just like feeling the best way that you can. And right now, currently, it's like our mindset is so important right now, especially if you're not working, if you can't get through to unemployment. Um, you know, any of these reasons you're sitting at home, you know, it's, it is a very frustrating time. A lot of people are anxious and just being mindful and being present and having the right mindset can be so, so helpful at a time like this. For me, I've just been meditating and staying present and really working on my, my gratitude journaling, journaling my emotions, kind of keeping myself present and optimistic and grateful. And all of those things will really help you so, so much at a time like this. Um, and so that's kind of my brief little um, gut health episode. Once I obviously get more deeper into the course, I can bring you a more, way more in-depth episode on gut health, specifically how to um, increase your gut health. But that is my overview of like why I'm so fascinated with it. Um, I just, it's so interesting to me, the relation to your moods, because if you're, you know, if all that serotonin is stored in your gut, why wouldn't it affect your moods, right? If your gut is not healthy and nothing is working properly, it's, it's naturally going to affect our moods. And so if you do nothing else, um, go buy yourself some, make yourself some fermented foods. I know so many of us are cooking now. I'm, I'm, uh, my, uh, my culinary skills, I feel like have reached another level with all of this going on, but maybe make yourself some fermented foods, try and get a little bit of that into your diet and like, and really notice how you feel. If you can start a food journal, whether it's on your phone or just get a little journal or a piece of paper or whatever, and just like track it for like a week, if you can, um, like I said, write down what you ate for breakfast, your lunch, your snacks, what you're drinking. And literally, if you can, like, just write what that made you feel. And also write about things that are going on in your life as well. Because for me, like I said earlier when I was talking about anxiety, my mind doesn't necessarily always feel anxious, but it always will manifest itself physically for me. Like, I'll have a stomach ache or a headache. And, and although my mind itself doesn't feel stressed, that's, that's where I know now in hindsight and now that I have more self-awareness um, and it doesn't happen as often because I can sort of deal with things as they come because I have more awareness of it because I think so often we don't even know how to label or, or recognize our emotions. And so that was, I was huge about that when I was younger. I just never even felt like I had a problem. I didn't even know how to put it into words or let alone say I'm angry or anything like that. So self-awareness is huge. Um, but yeah, so just, if you can write it down, write down what's going on, if there's anything that's stressing you out, just like what's happening in life and then how that food made you feel. Um, and so for me, like I ate, I was craving from Whole Foods. They have this, um, vegan buffalo chicken, like salad thing. And so I was craving it the other day and I had like three bites and my, I just did not feel good. It felt gross. It was like super oily. Um, when usually I love that. So it was really important to, to notice. And the more you become aware of how certain foods make you feel, the more you'll be able to tune into your body, uh, listen to it, trust your intuition, trust that gut instinct, and just get a healthier gut in general. So I thank you all for listening. Um, if you want to reach out for, to me for any, any topics you want covered or you just want to have a conversation, um, maybe you're looking for some health coaching as well, you can go to the website, uh, soulhealingcoaching.com, and you can 
anything like that. All of my contact information is down there. And like I said, either next week, if it's not next week, it's going to be the week after. Um, I will have an episode on Ayurveda. I'm so excited for that. So I hope you all have a beautiful weekend, just making the most of the situation. Um, maybe try and meditate or get your body moving, something that's going to keep you positive and optimistic. And know that I am thinking about every single one of you during this time.